0: This is Your Tech Report. For gadget news and reviews, click to techreport.com.
1: It is Your Tech Report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Marka Flallow. Follow along on Twitter. It is at yourtechreport, facebook.com slash yourtechreport. Of course, our YouTube channel, Mitchell, is youtube.com slash yourtechreport.
0: Of course it is. And this really ties into our next guest. We're really excited about our next guest because he's from a company that we're excited about. You know, when CES comes, you know, every year, we we get excited about drones, right? We, we, We love drones. We play with them. But if we're talking drones, Mark, we're pretty much talking about one company. And that's DJI. And, of course, at CES this year, they didn't disappoint introducing the Osmo Mobile 2 at this fantastic reduced price point of about 129 And then, of course, the Ronin-S, the handheld gimbal for DSLRs that I can actually hold the proper amount of weight. But you know what? That wasn't enough for DJI, Mark, because they had their own so. event just days later. And that's what kind of has me really excited.
1: So let's bring on our next guest without further ado, Michael Oldenburg, Senior Communications Manager for DJI North America, welcome to your checkup port. This is your first time. How are you feeling, Michael?
2: Hey, guys. Good morning. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on.
1: We're, we're excited to have you on, Michael, because, number one, it's the first time that we've had you on. We've spoken to uh, Adam Lisberg before, Adam Nashberg. But, you know, uh, exciting times for DJI as a company. The Mavic Air... This is a drone that kind of fits, I guess, between the Spark, which everybody was, of course, raving about less than a year ago, and, of course, the Mavic Pro. So tell us about this and the excitement around it.
2: Sure. So, so Mavic Air, as you guys mentioned, it's our it's our newest drone for consumers. And, you know, we I think we really flipped the drone world on its head when we came out with the Mavic Pro about 18 months ago. And, and right when that product launched, the design team started to work on on this drone, which is... You know, a lot of the great features that you uh, find on Mavic Pro, as well as some of those on our smaller drone, um, Spark, but, but really, you know, made more portable, um, just as powerful, and, and even smarter. So when I talk about portability, you know, this, this drone, Mavic Air, weighs 340 grams. So it's 40% lighter than Mavic Pro. Um, it pulls down into um, a package that's actually smaller than Spark. Um, so you can easily fit it into, you know, a jacket, pocket, a backpack, absolutely no problem. Um, so really, you know, what we're focusing on with this product is, is giving more people um, access to, you know, amazing drone technology, that flying camera that you can put anywhere in a 3D space, um, get that amazing photos and videos. But really the travel set, um, because this product is now so small that you can easily throw it, in your bag or in your jacket and take it with you anywhere you
1: go. No, of course. And, and, you know, usually when you you get smaller on something, when you quote-unquote miniaturize something, you end up losing some features. But on the contrary here, because this is the next generation of this kind of technology, we're getting things like rear sensors on a foldable drone, which we've never had before, 100 megabits per second of filming, uh, new auto shot modes, um, 8 gigs of onboard memory, things we've never seen before on a drone, let alone a folding one.
2: Yeah, there's there's absolutely, just as you mentioned, there's a lot to like um, with with Mavic Air for sure. And I think it really starts with that, you know, that three axis stabilized um, camera on the front that shoots 4K at 30 frames a second. And as you mentioned, it's 100 megabits per second. So if there's anyone out there listening that is a video geek, uh, you will understand that that's a pretty big step up from the video quality that you would get with even the Mavic Pro, the more expensive and larger drone um and then you know this is the first one we're introducing that does 1080p at 120 frames a second so you can now capture super high action shots um with that beautiful slow-mo footage and then you know for the photography uh folks out there 12 megapixel still so just as good as um maverick pro as well and the thing that everyone loves is this is our first drone with eight gigabytes of onboard storage. So no more will you have that situation where you get the drone up in the air, you get in the right spot to take that shot and realize you forgot to put your SD card in.
0: You know, Michael, Mark and I have both been Mavic Pro owners since the beginning. We did our first unboxing the day we got our hands on one. And we've been happy Mavic Pro pilots for quite some time. We were excited when the Spark came out. We loved the feature set, but a part of us is like, you know what, we have the 4K on our Mavic but We're really good. The second this drone was announced, I immediately got a call from Mark, and I'm I'm telling you the truth here, and he said, oh my gosh, now I have to have both. And what you're seeing is, for the first time, you're not just seeing one sector where the Mavic Pro owners or the the Spark owners, one set of them are saying, "Yeah, maybe I'll switch – both Mavic Pro owners and Spark owners now want this drone in addition to, which is really great because now people are going to have a choice what they want to take with them, what, when they're traveling. So you've really created a product that appeals. And this is very rare to both the Mavic Pro owners and to the Spark owners. Everyone is clamoring to get their hands on this thing now.
2: Yeah. And thank thank you for that compliment. You know, one of the things that we do here at DJI is we don't hold back on innovation. So when a product is ready to come to market, uh, you know, we we bring it to the world. And so that's why you see, you know, it was it was only about six or seven months ago that we introduced Spark and 18 months ago that we introduced Mavic Pro. Um, this drone really takes some of those best intelligent features from both products. As you mentioned earlier, you've got those quick shots, those predetermined flight paths that help you capture a video, you know, that maybe only a cinematographer who has significant drone flying experience could could capture, and we brought um, even two, two new features on that front, um, asteroid and boomerang. When you guys get your drone next week, you're definitely gonna have to go check those out. I mean, they're two absolutely stunning new ways to capture the world around you, and you're right. I mean, those, those quick shot features came out on Spark, and that's what everyone, you know, one of the big features on Spark that everyone loved. Um, and now they're on that form factor of Mavic Air, but, but bringing a lot of the, the higher end technology from a Mavic Pro down to that Mavic Air size
0: factor. If you just joined us, we are talking everything Mavic Air with DJI's Michael Oldenburg, and I, I got to bring up another thing. You talk about things that appeal to photographers and videographers, because again, as fun as this is as a consumer product, there there are a large amount of videographers, professional photographers that use this as a tool as part of their daily kit. And something you guys added that I don't want to gloss over is high dynamic range HDR. And for people that have never seen this in action, you don't even need a 4K television to appreciate this. the The way that it does contrast and color. I I'm not even sure how you were able to put this on here. How are you able to do it in such a small form factor?
2: Yeah, you know, there's a lot of processing power on board this drone. So, you know, in addition to the effects of HDR um, and things like that, you've also got, um, you know, that sphere photography mode where the drone automatically, you just press one button. You basically fly it up in the air, point it in the right direction, press one button. It takes 25 of those 12 megapixel still photos, stitches them all together for a 32 megapixel image with this beautiful panoramic shot so you know go anywhere in the world you wish you could take a bigger photo really capture that full landscape Um, that's one of those things that we're able to do on board with this new drone um, simply because of all the processing power aboard
1: michael when you look at the landscape of of drones and and you look at this globally really at the end of the day dji is competing with dji i mean there's there's so few out there that that can even come close to what you guys are doing, and when you look at the lineup for the Mavic series, the Spark series, the Phantom series, I mean, are we ever going to see older generations disappear? Because it seems like everything is still in the in the repertoire.
2: Yeah, I think you'll see you know more innovation from DJI in 2018. Um, and as products um, you know get towards their end of life, we do we do sunset them up, absolutely. Um, but one of the things that you know we're very focused on is making a product that is the best. Um, and as products get older, we, we sometimes drop the price, but we, we try to have a lineup that really makes it the, so that there's something for everyone. So whatever price point you're at, maybe you go start on a, on a Phantom 3 or, or, or um, you know, a Spark. And as your skills get better, as you decide you want a better camera or a better video system, you know, we make um, other products like the Mavic Air or like the Mavic Pro that allow you to take a big step up in those features and functionality. And then one of the things that you know, I think really helps to separate a product like Mavic Air, to put it leaps and bounds ahead of the pack, is you know, our new Flight Autonomy 2.0 system. So this is a, a new system that uses seven cameras, um, three on the front, two on the back, two on the bottom, as well as some infrared sensors. It creates that 3D map of the environment around the drone, the world around the drone, it helps it actually see What's happening, avoid crashing into obstacles, whether they're in the front or in the back. It can see actually up to 66 feet uh, in either direction. And, and that new feature that Michael Perry demonstrated on stage um, at the launch event in New York is that um, advanced pilot assistance system. So now, in addition to just not just stopping when the drone sees an obstacle, it's actually going to try to plot a path around it or over it um, to, to help you avoid a collision, but also to let you keep on flying. Michael, you just brought up
0: something which was going to be my next exact point, which is we talked so much about the hardware. We did not want to forget about the software, not just the software that actually runs the computers that are built inside of these drones, but the software that the consumer interacts with every day, and that's the app, the DJI Go app and the apps that you guys design. And again, if these weren't so intuitive, if they weren't so easy to use by the average consumer, this whole platform would not really work. So kudos to your engineering team because on the software side, you guys, especially now when you look at the Mavic Air that doesn't have the telemetry built into a screen, there's no screen into the radio itself. So you rely on that software and you guys did a really good job of making a UI that's really, really accessible.
2: Well, hey, thank you for that. You know, that, that's, a, that's a really important point. So uh, a lot of folks out there, if they haven't flown a DJI drone before, it's not, it's not just the drone, you know, that camera in the air with the quadcopter design. It's, all about, it's also about the, the remote control that's in your hands. And, and one of the things we know is, is pretty much anyone who flies a drone has a smartphone on them. So our, uh, our drones um, and the remote control pair really easily with any Android or, or iOS um, device, um, and that becomes your live-view screen. So you get that instantaneous hd quality uh video feed directly from the drone to your, your smartphone via the remote control and it is really one of those features that that helps set dji apart from the rest of the pack especially when you know a number of years ago drones and quadcopters were, were still in an emerging technology you know and, and so some folks you know in the early days would would take an action camera maybe a gopro or, or, or something similar and put that on the drone fly it up Turn it, you know, they turned it on before they took off and they they just hope they got the right photo or the right video that they wanted. And now that whole system from camera to drone to remote controller to smartphone is all linked together and it works absolutely seamlessly.
0: And the great thing about having such strong software, Michael, and I'm just sort of, I'm, I'm repeating, I'm preaching to the choir here, I'm just sort of saying it for our, audi- for our audience as well, the great thing about having powerful software for a great tool like one of these drones is you can innovate through software over time. You, you talk about these new features like the asteroid shot, which I think, and, and, and I encourage people to go to DJI.com, you can go to any of, you know, you can go to YouTube, you can see the video of people taking these. It takes the droney selfie shot to the next level with this pullback and makes the Earth look like a tiny marble. It is the most beautiful thing I've seen and it's so cool to see happen.
2: Yeah, that's right. It's guaranteed to blow up your Facebook or Instagram feed uh, with <laughs> likes, for sure. Uh, you know, I, I, that was the first shot that I did when I got mine. Um, and it's absolutely incredible. You know, so it's, it's, again, as you mentioned, it's, it's going beyond just the basics of photos and video and really helping you with one tap. I'm not lying. All it takes is one tap, and the drone will go and fly that automated flight path. Uh, Keeping your subject in the frame the entire time and and putting some really cool, almost visual effect-like features onto a, a traditional video shot.
1: Michael, as I mentioned at the top, Mitchell's in in California, so he's in Woodland Hills. I'm in Montreal, Canada, and um, I I wanted to let our listeners realize that you guys are very active in not only the creation of the equipment and the experiences, but you're also very active in the legislation and the things around the drone laws. In Canada, especially, it's a little bit more difficult to get around the rules that Transport Canada has in place. Um, What are you guys doing? How actively are you you involved? To what extent do you guys go to make sure that we can enjoy ourselves here?
2: Yeah, that's right. We we have a, a global team um, that that works to try to influence um, regulations and legislations in in all of the major markets where where DJI operates. Um, the U.S. and Canada definitely being some of the larger ones for us. And, and we have a team that's working um, with with legislators on the state and the federal level to you know make sure that the skies stay open for recreational flight because you know what we know and and, and having our roots in the consumer aspect of the business is that when you put um, a drone into a a consumer's hand, um, a lot of times there is a light bulb that goes off and they say, you know what, this is an amazing camera, this is an amazing video machine, but I could see myself using a drone in a very new and unique way. So we talked about the software earlier and part of the secret sauce of of DJI is, is the fact that we have an open software development kit. So it allows innovators and people with creative ideas to start to think and dream about um, new ways to use drones. So maybe it's, um, you know, a, a policeman or a firefighter using um, a new thermal camera instead of a visual camera to help in a search and rescue situation. Yes. Um, or, you know, you've got someone who's in the oil and gas business and they need to do a, a pipeline inspection um, in an area that's not easily accessible by foot. You know, so you can now send a drone up and you can do, um, you know, uh, an inspection of an oil rig or, or a gas pipeline or, you know, even a, a high power electrical line, something that you definitely don't want to get close to. You know, people are starting to use drones for that as well. And so, um, you know, we are firm believers that when when average consumers have access to this technology and it's not just restricted to Um, commercial enterprises, that that's really where the innovation and the creative ideas start to take off.
1: Michael, I've used my drone to inspect my roof. Um, When other people saw me do that, they say, hey, can you bring over to my house so we can check something out (laughs) that they couldn't reach? Um, I've used it to take aerial photographs of my house so that I can then take a picture and use it for landscaping purposes. There are so many different light bulbs, as you said, that will go off once you get one of these in the sky um, that I think that it really does blow up people's minds and their imagination so it's really really cool
2: yeah that's exactly right you know i grew up in minnesota so i i can understand the the need to check your rooftop and your gutters oh <laughs> you know, yeah before the winter storms come because you you want to make sure that everything is is working and absolutely you know if it saves you getting up on a 20 30 foot ladder uh why not i could see you know, more i could see more with the, the time drone time than to. i could on the ladder <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can imagine i can imagine Hey, a couple of fun things that we forgot to talk about with this product. I just want to make sure your viewers know. Sure, of course. So, sure. Uh, there's 21 minutes of flight time on this drone, so yep. d- despite its absolutely tiny size, you're, you're getting quite a lot of uh, time up in the air. And then if you put it into sports mode, this is the this is one of my favorite features because it completely transforms this drone into into another product altogether. Just fun for the for the fun of flight. Uh, it goes 42 miles an hour at top speed. So. You know, whether you're up there shooting photos and video or you just have a little fun racing around in in your local park with friends, um, you know, Mavic Air is is something that uh, is, has something for everyone.
1: There's a YouTuber you know, that described it as a Tasmanian devil.
2: <laughs> I was, you beat me to it, Mark. One of the
0: YouTubers that we follow called iPhone Do. Uh, he had one early on, and he, he referred to it as a Tasmanian devil. I, I couldn't think of a better description. The nice thing is, and for our listeners now, you know the the Mavic Air is available now, uh, starting at 7.99 for the for the drone. And the here's the, here's the other thing though. If, even for the 7.99, the base product, you still are including an extra set of props and prop guards, a second battery, uh, the controller. So even at the $799 price point for the entry model, you're still getting a whole lot. At $999, you're getting two extra batteries and another set of prop guards. You're getting a case to carry everything. So the value is there for, for consumers as well, Michael, right?
2: That's absolutely right. Yep, $799 is that base package, $999 for the, for the Fly More Combo, which really gives you everything you need to keep that drone in the sky for you know, up to an hour, um, no excuse to uh, to not get that great photo yeah. or, or get that great video of, of whatever you might want to capture.
1: Awesome. Michael Oldenburg, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. I have no doubt that we're going to be talking to you in probably a couple months from now uh, towards NAB, but I uh, wish you all the best. and We cannot wait to follow up with our review, which we're going to be doing in the next, uh, next week or so.
2: Mark Mitchell, thanks for having me on and definitely we'll keep in touch.
1: Thank you, Michaels. Thank you, Bruce from uh, TCL. Thank you guys for joining us. On behalf of Mitchell Woodfield, I am Mark Aflower. Join us again next week, will you?
0: You've been tuned in to your tech report. Join us again next week for another edition. And be sure to follow your tech report online. Email us. Contact at yourtechreport.com Follow us on Twitter at your tech report. Like us on Facebook dot com slash your tech report. For the latest in breaking tech news and reviews. Your tech report dot
1: com.